No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, Pastor Daryl explores the ark and its construction to see how feasible it really was. We continue in Genesis chapter 6, verse 13. Hope you'll join us for Simply the Bible. The world had come to such a state of depravity that God was grieved that he even made man. But Noah found grace in the eyes of God. We pick it up in Genesis chapter 6, verse 13. And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. God saw that every intention of man's heart was only evil continually, and violence filled the earth. There comes a point where things get so bad that God must intervene. If he doesn't, then he isn't the judge of the universe. It's hard for some people to face this fact. They think of God as being sort of a grand papa in the sky. Others would prefer to think that he doesn't exist, rather than face the fact that they will one day give an account of themselves to him. But the truth is, God is the judge, and one day we will stand before him. Because Noah found grace with God, God revealed to Noah what he was going to do. The Bible says in Psalm 25, 14, The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. As someone would open his heart to his friend, God revealed his plan to Noah so that he and his family could be saved. Verse 14. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, its width 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and you shall finish it to a cubit from above and set the door of the ark in its side. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. It is thought that gopher wood was cypress, although no one is really sure. They were to make rooms in the ark. The Hebrew word actually is ness. God told Noah to cover the ark inside and out with pitch. Whatever this was, It preserved and waterproofed the wood. Now, the Hebrew word that is translated cover is kafar, and it's often translated make atonement. The Hebrew word that is translated pitch is kofar, which is often translated ransom and speaks of the price of redemption. The ark is really a beautiful type or foreshadow of the atonement we have in Jesus Christ who paid our ransom with his own blood. The cubit was the distance from the elbow to the tip of the finger, roughly 18 inches. So the ark would have been about 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. This is bigger than any seagoing vessel built until the 1800s. 
the ratio of length to width was six to one, which is the ideal proportion for stability and capacity. The ark would have been practically impossible to capsize and would have been reasonably comfortable even during violent waves and winds. The window was probably an 18-inch opening around the entire ark, allowing ventilation and protection from the rain. It also would have provided relief for no doubt it got pretty smelly on board. The ark was the only way of escape from destruction, and there was only one door. Likewise, there is only one way to salvation through the door of Jesus Christ. Finally, there were three decks with an average height of 15 feet, providing adequate ventilation for both humans and animals. God continued speaking to Noah in verse 17, And behold, I myself am bringing floodwaters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female, of the birds after their kind, of animals after their kind, and of every creeping thing of the earth after its kind. Two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive. And you shall take for yourself of all food that is eaten, and you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. God told Noah that he would destroy all flesh with a flood. Every time this Hebrew word is used, it refers to the Genesis flood. Other Hebrew words are used to describe local floods. It is clear that God was sending a worldwide deluge, not a local flood. This is the first time the word covenant appears in Scripture. It refers to God's solemn and binding agreement with man. If Noah would build the ark, then God would save him and his family, as well as the birds, animals, and creeping things. The fish were on their own. As God had given man dominion over the earth, man would be responsible to preserve the animal kingdom. God would bring the animals to Noah. It is fascinating how animals instinctively find their way. While on a mission trip in Romania, I watched the cows leave the village in the morning, go to the hills and graze, and then come home in the evening, all on their own. I finally understood the phrase, Till the cows come home. Who guides them? Salmon navigate from the ocean and find their way back to the same upper river in which they were born. How do they do that? In like manner, God would put it in the minds of the birds, animals, and creeping things to come to Noah and enter the ark. Although Mrs. Noah probably wishes the spiders stayed away. The volume of the ark was over 1.5 million cubic feet. This is the equivalent carrying capacity of 340 semi-trailer trucks, each which would hold 37 1,200-pound slaughter steers, 90 500-pound feeder calves, 180 250-pound hogs, or 300 125-pound sheep. 
Noah was to bring a male and female of every kind. It would not be necessary to bring every species. For example, Noah didn't need to bring every species of dog. The kind of animals probably corresponds to the biological classification of genus. By bringing the genus Canis, all dog species could develop with successive generations. It is estimated that 8,000 such kinds would be required or about 16,000 individual animals. The average size would be smaller than a sheep. Since the ark could hold 340 semi-trailers of 300 sheep, that gives room for over 100,000 animals. Therefore, with only an estimated 16,000 required, there would have been plenty of room for the animals, people, food, and maybe even a deck of cards to pass the time. Genesis 6.22 Thus Noah did, according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Noah was 500 years old when he had Japheth, Shem, and Ham. All three sons already had wives when God gave Noah these instructions. The flood came when Noah was 600 years old. Therefore, it could have taken up to 70 years to build the ark. Since 40 is the number of judgment in Scripture, I kind of wonder if the construction lasted for 40 years. Peter tells us that Noah was a preacher of righteousness in an ungodly world. It is very probable that he endured mocking and ridicule, but Noah did not think it worth mentioning. He was warning people of the judgment to come and calling them to turn from their wickedness and save themselves. Noah kept this up for the entire time he built the ark, but sadly he didn't have a single convert outside his family. We read that Noah did according to all that God commanded him. How much is contained in these words? There are times in life when no one understands. You are doing what you believe God has called you to do, but no one else gets it. At these times, it is easy to second-guess yourself or become discouraged. With no rain on the horizon, neighbors scoffing, and a daunting task before him, I wonder if Noah ever had bad days when he questioned what in the world he was doing. If he had those days, he overcame them and was faithful to do what God told him to do. In the end, that is all that matters. The author of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews eleven seven, By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Noah knew that if he didn't build this ark, then he and his family would all perish. That was strong motivation. The world thought the old man Noah was crazy, but he condemned the world by showing that the one who believes is saved. The ark is a foreshadow or type of Christ. You see, judgment is on the horizon. But only Jesus can save us from the wrath to come. For Noah and his family didn't matter how good they were. The only thing that mattered was whether they were on the boat. Likewise, as far as your salvation, it doesn't matter how many good deeds or bad deeds you've done. All that matters is whether you have entered the ark of safety through faith in Jesus Christ.
We don't do this solo. No one survived the flood in their own one-man life raft. They were all together in the ark. That is a good picture of the church. People wonder why we need to go to church. Well, for one, the Bible tells us we shouldn't forsake gathering together with other believers. But also, God has called us to dwell together. Now, I would imagine that for the people on the ark, it got pretty stinky. Let's face it, the church can get stinky at times. Still, the ark was the best thing afloat. Don't be like the ungodly and unbelieving world in Noah's day. Noah was preaching righteousness, but they weren't listening. And when the rains came down, the floods came up, and the door was shut, it was too late to change their minds. And they all perished. God is setting the door of life before us. Let us make every effort to enter in. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. Tomorrow, Pastor Darrell will examine the flood with its worldwide destruction, but also how God protected Noah and his family. We hope you'll continue with us in the book of Genesis right here on Simply the Bible.